Hi, everybody. This is Kara Fitzgerald. New Frontiers in Functional Medicine is here every month, bringing you the best minds in functional medicine. And we would not be able to do this over the years without the generous contributions from our sponsors, Metagenics, Integrative Therapeutics, and Biotics Research. The mission of Metagenics is to lead the movement in making personalized nutritional intervention the standard of care in the treatment and prevention of disease and the promotion of optimal health. For over 30 years, Metagenics has been dedicated to scientific discovery, innovative products, unparalleled quality, education, and practitioner partnerships to support lifestyle functional nutrition. For more information, visit Metagenics at metagenics.com. Biotics Research. For four, over 40 years, the foundations of biotics research has been innovation and quality. Their goals remain unchanged. Innovative ideas, carefully researched concepts, and product development with advanced analytical and manufacturing techniques. Biotics nutritional products are of superior quality and effectiveness and available exclusively to healthcare professionals. Visit them at bioticsresearch.com. Integrative Therapeutics is focused on inspiring a better lifestyle through better health. By providing meticulously formulated nutritional supplements and valuable resources, Integrative Therapeutics promises to enrich your patients and embolden your practice. Welcome to your Integrative Therapeutics. Find them at integrativepro.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to New Frontiers in Functional Medicine. We are interviewing the best minds in functional medicine, and today is no exception. We are going to be talking about all things tapping with one of the premier tappers, if you will, in the world, Jessica Ortner, who actually happens to live in my town. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Jessica. She is a New York Times bestselling author of The Tapping Solution for Weight Loss and Body Confidence. She's the producer of The Tapping Solution, the breakthrough documentary film on EFT tapping. She's led more than 5,000 women through her revolutionary weight loss and body confidence online program, and she's the host of the Tapping World Summit, an annual online event that has detracted more than a million attendees from around the world. Her new book, The Tapping Solution to Create Lasting Change, is coming out this September. Jessica, welcome to New Frontiers. Thank you so much. I'm such a fan, so it's amazing <laughs> to be on here uh, sharing what I love. I know, I know. It's just terrific that you're around the corner, and I was, <laughs> you know, I was just honored to have you pop into my office a few months ago and for us to get a chance to connect. Your work is so important and um, clinicians, if, you're, if you are not familiar with tapping, this is a really important tool. We're going to be talking about some clinical applications that you can bring in with your patients uh, and use in your practice in real time or give them some tools to take home. So we're going to get to that in a second, but Jessica, I want to know First of all, what is tapping, how you found tapping, and I want to know a little bit about your journey to uh, using tapping and sort of becoming this tap master. Right. So um, I always say this joke, it's pretty corny, but it's not tap dancing. Just for <laughs> anyone who's curious, this isn't uh, a workout class. What we're doing is we're actually tapping on acupressure points to relieve stress. And so what you do is when, when we have an anxiety or a fear, or say we're working with a client and we suddenly tell them that they need to make a lifestyle change. Well, when we give them that advice, 
is sometimes they can't just take it because there's all these emotions around it, emotions of overwhelm, of yes. fear, of, well, what does that mean about the way that I can live? Or, and so when we have these fears and this anxiety, we don't just experience it in our head. We feel it in our whole body. So we tend to have pressure in our chest or tightness in our, in our stomach. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can manifest even like a literal pain in the neck, which is why we yes. have sayings like, oh, she's such a pain in the neck. Right. Or I mean, a nervous stomach. And yeah, exactly. exactly. And so what we're really doing here is as we're addressing these feelings, we're bringing in the body, which is where we're feeling these emotions. And so with tapping, you actually focus on what is bothering you. So it's the opposite of just jumping into positive thinking. You're really honoring the experience your body is having. And as you're talking about the experience, you begin to stimulate these acupressure points by just using two or three fingers to tap on these nine different points. And what that does is it sends this calming signal to the brain. So you get to the point where you can have that same thought, but you don't feel the physical intensity. And when we have a thought, but the body feels calm, then it's easier to think more positively, to look at it in a new light. But in the moment when we're really feeling uh, stressed and we just feel it in our whole body, mm-hmm. if someone gives you that positive quote or affirmation, it doesn't land because we're having a real physical reaction to that thought. And so tapping helps calm the nervous system and allows your mind to know that it's safe to relax. Mm. That's really lovely. How did you come across it? So when I came across it, I thought someone was playing a joke on me because it is very funny to tap on these points. And uh, it was about 11 years ago. I was sick with a really bad cold. I remember just being in bed and my eyes were so watery that I could barely see the TV. And my brother uh, came in and he said, hey, I, I learned this thing on the internet, which is like never a good thing to start off with. Right, like, right. You're just like, well, I don't know. And he's like, you just, let's just talk about how sick you're feeling. Let's just talk about it and tap on these points. And so I was very resistant Um, I did not believe it would make a difference. Part of me was looking at him like, are you playing a joke on me? Because you are my older brother and he has a history of that. So Mm -hmm. um, I started to tap on these acupressure points just while saying, I feel so sick. I'm so frustrated. I've been sick for so long. And all of a sudden, when I gave a voice to how sick I was feeling, I was really able to calm down enough that it's almost like this other knowledge came up. And I looked at my brother and I said, I don't want to get better. And he's like, what do, you, what do you mean you don't want to get better? And I just said to him, I was in a place in my life where I felt like I was working really hard and not getting anywhere. And I just needed a break. Now, the cold was very real. I didn't sit down and decide, oh, I'm going to get a cold this week. I had the symptoms. I had the snots. I had the coughing. But I realized that when we're so when we're under a lot of stress and we're not feeling fulfilled in our life we know i mean this is scientifically proven that when we are under a lot of stress it lowers our our immune system mm-hmm. and so when i said to him i don't want to get better then i spent some time tapping on why i didn't want to get better because so yeah were you tapping and did that bring that awareness 
to the surface. So you're sitting there tapping, you're, you're talking about your illness. And then while you're tapping, you had the awareness of, I don't want to get better. I'm entirely yes. unfulfilled. So it was, wow, interesting. It, it just popped up. And a lot of times when you work with, with a tapping practitioner or someone who uses tapping, after a few rounds of tapping, you they ask you, or, or if you're working with someone, you can say, what's the downside of getting better? And if you ask someone that question before they tap, they're usually like, no, there's nothing. I just really don't want to deal with this. But when you get to a place where you feel a little bit more calm in your body, it's like you can have a more honest conversation. And when I was, and I wasn't asked that question, but it, it came up. And because I had that intimacy with my brother, just because he's a good friend, I was able to say, I kind of confessed. Yeah. Um, and again, I didn't know this yes. before I said it. Right. I hear and, that. And once I started to tap on how I felt emotionally, I really just felt such a shift in my body. And I remember taking a deep breath and feeling calm. And he was, he's like, my brother's looking at me with these wide eyes. And I'm like, what? He's like, you just took a deep breath. I'm like, yeah. He's like, you couldn't breathe through your nose before. Like hmm. your breathing is so much better. Hmm. And in like 24 hours, I was back at it. I felt great. And it, that was the first time that I really made that connection of, wow, our emotions really impact our health. We hear about it, like there's mm -hmm. books about it, but I think sometimes you have to have a personal experience to go, wow, um, th this, is, this is real. And so that was my first experience. And then like anything, you, you go on with life and you just forget those things. You know, I did it once and then I just kept living my life. and then I went through a really tough breakup and I was like, what is that tapping thing again? And I yeah. didn't remember all nine points. I remembered seven and I just used the seven points late at night when I couldn't sleep and then I felt my whole body relax. And then after that, I was like, what? you know, I, we started doing research. So my brother and I, Nick Ortner, and that's when we decided, we, we saw so many people, there's so many case studies and not yes. only the United States, but all over the world. Well, let just, me just back up and say, yeah, yeah. he's a New York Times bestseller too. I mean, clearly yeah. you guys were deeply, deeply, deeply moved because it, you know, changed the trajectory of both of your lives. So you really started to study it and pay attention to it and use it. And so pick it up from there. Exactly. So with this new fascination with this technique and seeing that there was such a community of people who used it all over the world, mm. but there, and there was a lot of case studies and people were documenting it. But I think when you read something online, it's different than seeing it, than, than seeing a video of the before and after. And that's when we put money on credit cards. I moved back in with my parents and worked from the basement and we created um, this film, the tapping solution. And then from there, it's just, grown and we've been kind of the the modern voice to this to this technique that that had already been around for quite a while yeah i remember being introduced to it briefly um by one of my professors in medical school um and it's it feels good for me to circle back to it and i'm really excited to learn about uh you know how we can incorporate it into our clinical practice because i think I just think we can use it, especially in functional medicine where we have a relatively long office visit. We might be able to do a little bit live in session or, you know, you're going to give us some downloads that, that, that people can use and, and give to their patients to take home. Does it, so, so when you are in bed after, you know, tapping after that really difficult breakup, I mean, does it take hours? I mean, how long are you tapping before your body 
sort of relaxed into or moved, started to move through the pain? It takes minutes to feel better. Um, it, it really does. And what I think is so incredible about it is that you can lead someone through tapping, but then, you know, you're not going home with your clients. So when you're tapping with someone, you're also teaching them a tool that they can do by themselves whenever they feel like they're triggered again and something comes up. In, in the documentary, we, we worked with people that had a variety of different challenges, both emotional and physical. And I think one of the most incredible things, and I think the reason tapping has spread so quickly around the world is because of the results around pain relief. Mm. And um, I remember when we were looking to, to, we were like looking to find people to be in the, in the film and we had sent emails out and we had all these applications and this woman, Patricia uh, applied to be in the film because she wanted support with her back. And she had a boating accident. It was a, it was a blind date. It was a first date. She was in this boat with this guy he was trying to impress her. He was speeding. Another boat crossed their past. He did a really sharp turn. She went flying into the air and landed back into her into the boat mm. and um, damaged her spinal cord. She had to have emergency surgery. And when you look at her back, when you look at x-rays, you see all of the the rods. Like it's very clear that this is a very physical challenge. And so when we worked with her, and this is kind of going back to the answering your question of how long does it take? When we worked with her, it wasn't just working with her once around stress relief, which is powerful on its own, but we really went through the experience of how one day can change your life. And she came from a military family, which independence was very important to them. And all of a sudden she needed support using the bathroom and mm -hmm. she needed support from her family in a way that she felt really uncomfortable getting. So what we did is we didn't actually talk much about her back. We talked and we tapped, we had, she tapped through her journey and her experience. And it's unbelievable because at the end of the film, she says after a week of doing some tapping every day, Mm -hmm. she said that she felt like before she showed up, she had, she was like the Duracell bunny with this big battery pack on her back. Like she always, she really felt the rods and her whole life was dictated. Like her, her back was dictating everything. So if she wanted to go to the movie theater, she had to think about what kind of seats they had and what kind of seating she needed. And she said after the week, it was like a little battery, mm -hmm. you know? And so now she's able to do yoga. We followed up with her six months later she was doing yoga, she was hiking, she was doing things that she could have never done before. And so what's happening here is I don't think, you know, you tap and suddenly your body heals. What I think happens is that when we have a traumatic experience, we're holding on to that stress all of the time and it's weighing on our body. And when we can really feel calm and relaxed, our body can do what it's designed to do, which is heal and recover. Mm -hmm. That's a really lovely and very powerful story. I have Nick's book, um, Tapping Solution for Pain Relief. So folks, if you're interested, uh, in the show notes, we'll have links um, for the downloads and list of their books and you know just all the ways that you can access them or direct your patients to access them. And I'll mention quickly, if I can, it was um, this pain relief, Tapping for Pain Relief was recently um, featured on the Today Show. So oh, there's a great clip about yeah. that as well. Oh, good. Okay, good. Um, so just about Patricia, 
did you, you, you taught her the points and then she took over and did it herself. So she kind of walked herself through that. Is that how you work together? So in this case, during the documentary, we did have practitioners that worked with her the entire time. So there was definitely more handholding um, in that case. When, when you're dealing with events that are a bit more traumatic, um, mm-hmm. it's very helpful to yeah. be guided by someone else. And I find this in my own life. You know, like I tap all the time on my own. And then if something bigger happens, I do reach out for support. Um, but what's so amazing about tapping on your own is that anytime you just feel triggered or you feel like something come up in that moment, you can begin to call on your body. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, that makes a lot of sense. And the support of another per- person really like witnessing and letting you sort of let go and surrender to the process makes sense. Um, so, you know, also Jessica, when we pull the show notes together, maybe give me a information on if, if clinicians wanted to refer people, you know, where would okay. we find a, a tapping expert? Um, all right. I, I, I want to talk a little bit about research. If you can throw out a couple of pieces of, of, of work that's happening in this world. And then I want you to actually teach us how to tap. Yes, absolutely. So um, 11 years ago when I learned tapping and then we started creating the documentary film, we, there wasn't really much research out there. And so if you watch the film, which came out, I think, in 2007, we talk about it as the energy system. And we're clearing blocks in the energy system, which is the same way people explain acupuncture. Mm-hmm. The challenge with that is that research-wise, we some people argue that we don't have enough proof that there is an energy system. Right. Um, even though acupuncture has been around for thousands of years and so many people have amazing results. But what's been really fascinating in the last few years is a few things. One, Harvard began to do studies where they would stimulate acupressure points and notice the impact it had on the brain and notice that it would calm the amygdala brain. And that's where we have the fight or flight response. Now this study was done with acupuncture and we're st- with tapping, we're stimulating these points in a different way. But once that study came out, it was like, oh, here we're seeing the way acupuncture points actually impact the brain. Um, and then when it comes to the research around tapping, the real leaders in the field are um, two men, Dr. Um, Dawson Church and Dr. David Feinstein. Uh, Dawson Church did a wonderful study where he measured co- cortisol level. And as many of you know, cortisol is the stress hormone. So we have an overproduction when we're feeling really anxious and stressed. And he, he did a test where it was talk therapy, Um, And then also people using EFT tapping. And he found that people who were doing the talk therapy didn't have a a change in their cortisol level, but people who were tapping, the average was 24% and a decrease in cortisol. And it it went even as high as 50%. Um, And so now that we're kind of growing uh, and we have these lead practitioners, we're doing a lot more studies measuring cortisol and then also beginning to scan the brain. And that's one of the like the side projects that we love is that we've been working with the community to raise more money and more funding. Because before we thought, you know what, it doesn't matter. Like all these people have results. This is enough. But it's it's helped so many veterans. And this is what changed our minds. We have a huge veteran population. And because of the research we were able to do, now tapping in is in a lot of VA hospitals and 
we're really working to get more research to get into more of those institutions to help support others. That's beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Um, and it's interesting too, there's some, there's some emerging research, you know, they're recently recognized the interstitium as, as sort of a quote, new organ, and that's suspected to be the way that the ac acupuncture, um, you know, works via the interstitium. So it would be interesting to see, you know, eventually whether, whether tapping is, is influencing that newly recognized organ as well. It's just, it's incredible. It's exciting. Every yeah. year there's a new study around yeah. this. It really is it, like, a, a, just in the last 10 years, it's really been amazing to see this field evolve. Yeah. And well, my hat's off to you, girl, for getting in there and doing the, doing, participating in the science. I've got a little research study going on myself and it's no, it's a lot of work you know, to do it, to do and it right. And it's expensive. People it's are like, why isn't there more research? It's because I'm so not a pharmaceutical expensive. company. Yep. Amen. <laughs> it is. It's really expensive. It's incredibly time consuming, you know, generating your proposal for IRB and all of that. It's, yeah, it's a really big deal. So yeah. I, I honor you in doing that work. Thank all right. Teach you. us how to tap. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So the very first step, if you're working with a client is to notice their what's called the most pressing issue. So sometimes we're working with a client and maybe we, we can see that something's going on below the surface, you know, but one of the best things to do is to start where they are. So if you have someone say to you, I just feel this anxiety in my chest or this pressure in my stomach, or I just feel angry that all of a sudden I have to make all these lifestyle changes, you want to start with whatever they say is coming up the strongest. And so once you have that, whether it's anger or a body sensation, you start off by saying the setup statement. And the setup statement really sets you up for the process. If someone's really upset, sometimes you can go right to the tapping without the setup statement. But I do feel like uh, it's such a great compliment. And what the setup statement is, is you say how you feel. So even though I'm really frustrated, or even though I feel this pressure in my stomach, I accept how I feel. Um, in traditional EFT tapping in the beginning, they would say, I love and accept myself, or I accept how I feel. Now, sometimes working with people, telling them to say I love and accept themselves is way out there. Uh -huh. um, but the reason you want an affirmation of acceptance is that often when we're angry and frustrated, we're also angry and frustrated for feeling angry and frustrated. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like we have so much judgment yes. around how we feel and that we should be over it by now that by starting by just saying, even though I feel this way, I'm okay. Or even though I feel this way, I accept how I feel. Right? And do you have to actually believe it or can you just no. say, okay. That's the great thing about tapping is that um, I've just seen so many people go in incredibly skeptical and that's the thing. If you feel like your client is not open to saying that, um, you can simply say, I'm just, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's it. And again, it's this, I think this is just the setup statement is a compliment to the rest of the tapping. So you tend to start on the karate chop point and you say the setup statement three times, and then you tap on the rest of the points while you give a voice to how you feel. So let me just talk you through where the points are. I can also send you a chart so people yes. can see it online. Yes. But the first point, so you're going to use two fingers. Um, actually, I'm sorry the setup statement, I forgot to mention, is you say the setup statement as you tap on the side of the hand. So that's right underneath the pinky. Folks, you can actually pause us, go to the show notes and grab the um, chart 
so you yes. can participate with that. us in real time. Okay. Um, and then the next one is the eyebrow point, and it's really where the hair of your eyebrow begins on the bone. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to follow that, the, you know, your, your bone until you're on the side of the eye. So it's not so far back. It's your temple. It's you're still feeling the bone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, you follow the bone until you're directly underneath your eye. Um, okay. The next point is underneath the nose. So it's between the upper lip mm-hmm. and nose. Then the next point is the under mouth point. Some people call it the chin point. It's directly under your lips. It's like the crease between your, your lip and your chin. Uh-huh. The next point is the collarbone point. Um, I like to use my whole hand, and if you tap on your chest, you'll stimulate it. If you want to be more specific, if you feel the U-shaped bone, which you probably would know the word for that. I should figure out the word for this U-shaped bone underneath your throat, <laughs> but maybe the top of your collarbone. Um, but if you just feel the bone and you go down an inch and over an inch to either direction, left or right, uh-huh. you'll feel that point. It tends to be sensitive. The next point is underneath the arm, and it's about a hand width um, under your armpit. It's for women, it tends to be where your bra strap lies. Um, I've worked with women who are very overweight, who have who struggle with this point. Tapping is so forgiving that if it, it, you're not going to like ruin it if you miss a point. Um, so underneath the arm and then on top of the head is the last point. And so those are the nine points. And if you'd like, I can we can actually do a few rounds just so people can get a feel. Yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, again, folks, grab the chart. I'm, I'm attempting to follow (laughs) as you're walking us through and I'm kind of doing a mediocre job here. So yeah, let me focus and go ahead. And I'll let you know where the points are. I'm going to repeat a phrase and you just simply repeat after me and everyone that's listening, do the same. If you can repeat after me out loud without other people thinking you're crazy, do so. If you have to say it in your mind, that's fine too. Um, So let's just focus on tension we might feel in our body. So just kind of take a deep breath. Notice if you have any tension in your stomach and your chest and your shoulders and your head. Notice that tension. And then we like to give things a number from zero to 10. The reason we like to use a scale is because oftentimes you can go from a 10 to an eight and it's great to know you're making progress. Mm -hmm. The other reason is I've worked with people who were like a 10 at angry and then they're like, oh, I wasn't really that angry. And you're like, well, you were because Mm -hmm. like you, Mm -hmm. you were red, but by measuring it, they can kind of remember the shift that they had. So yeah, you um, absolutely. Yep measure that. And then we're simply going to tap. And this is going to be very, very general. It's best to be specific, but this is just kind of give you a feel for it. So tapping on the side of the hand, repeat after me, even though I'm carrying this tension in my body, even though I'm carrying this tension in my body, I accept myself and how I feel. I accept myself and how I feel. Even though I'm carrying this tension in my body, even though I'm carrying this tension in my body, I honor how I feel. I honor how I feel. And last time, still tapping on the karate chop point, even though I have all this tension in my body. Even though I have all this tension in my body. I accept myself and how I feel. I accept myself and how I feel. Now we're going to tap and we want to give ourselves the opportunity to really bring up that tension, to give a voice to it. So tapping on the eyebrow point, just say all this tension in my body. All this tension in my body. Side of the eye, I have a lot on my plate. I have a lot on my plate. Under the eye, I have a lot of responsibilities. I have a lot of responsibilities. 
under the nose and I feel this heavy weight. And I feel this heavy weight. Chin in my body. In my body. Collarbone, this tension in my body. This tension in my body. Under the arm, this stress in my body. This stress in my body. Top of the head, I acknowledge how I feel. I acknowledge how I feel. Eyebrow, all this tension in my body. All this tension in my body. Side of the eye, that's weighing me down. That's weighing me down. Under the eye, it's safe to acknowledge it. It's safe to acknowledge it. And to give my body permission. To give my body permission. Chin, to relax. To relax. Collarbone, this tension in my body. This tension in my body. Under the arm, I honor how I feel. I honor how I feel. Top of the head, and I allow myself to relax. And I allow myself to relax. Okay, take a deep breath in. Okay. So just notice, again, that was three rounds. I tend to do 15 minutes of tapping Mm -hmm. working with someone. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I'd love to do is kind of break down how you figure out what to say when you're working with someone. I think that would be helpful. What do you think? Yeah. You know, it's, I'm, yeah. Uh, let me transition back a little bit. I've, yeah. in my, when I'm doing podcasts, <laughs> you know, I'm, it's a pretty cerebral journey. This is the totally. first, this is the first time I've climbed into my, into my body and just the fact that I was able to do it while paying attention to our next questions and the time. And it's, that's really neat. Yeah. That's, that's pretty Thank neat. You. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And, and so what you want to do in the beginning is let, your client or yourself honor how you feel. And so it's about yes. giving a voice to it. And a lot of times when it comes to physical pain or how we feeling, there tends to be a story. Right. And so you can, you can chat with someone and say, if they have a pain in their neck, you can say, who's the pain in your neck. Um, if you have kind of tension in your stomach, you can say, when did the tension start? And that gives you extra information to talk about while you tap. And w- as you begin um, you don't want to jump into the positive. You really, the, the tapping, the, the breakthroughs I have seen is when people really just go into the story of how they're feeling mm-hmm. and they tap focusing on that. And once they start to feel better, so say on zero to 10, the intensity is going down or sometimes you're tapping with someone and you can see it in their face that they're relaxing. You can see their body relax. Then you can begin to move towards something more positive. You can say things like, I allow my body to relax. You know, even though I feel this way, I give myself permission to relax. And you can move to more positive things. If you move to the positive too early, it doesn't land, it doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's important to just um, give yourself time to talk about the experience. Um, and I want to mention, because we talked about it before the call, and I didn't know if I was going to talk about it, but I want to mention it. Okay. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, so, I do. Um, a, f- a few months ago, I had a really um, a painful miscarriage, which, which led to a procedure which didn't go well. I also had a horrible reaction to the opioid that they get- gave me, which I didn't even know that they were giving me an opioid. Um, and I had to do the procedure again. And I, at that time, you're dealing with two things. There's grief. And grief is something we have to go through. You know, no one can tap away um, grief. But 
we also have to recognize when something like this happens, when we lose a loved one or when we go through, through something like that, there's also the trauma aspect, things that we remember that trigger us. And so for me, I noticed that when I would go back to this office to do an ultrasound, to kind of do a checkup, my hands would shake. And it was really the first time that I was like, wow, this is, I almost forgot because I've been tapping for so long. This is what trauma feels like. Even though I'm an adult and I'm smart and I know that I'm going just for an ultrasound and nothing bad's going to happen, my body is saying this place isn't safe. Right. And me trying to talk myself out of it isn't helping because I'm having a real physical reaction to being in this place. And so because this was something that was, it felt so large for me in the moment, I reached out to a friend who does tapping and I said, hey, can you guide me through this? And all we did was from the moment I remember walking in for that first procedure, I told the story. I talked about how I felt. I talked about what happened. I talked about the pain that I felt. And as I had this conversation, I began to, to stimulate these acupressure points. And what happened was I could get to the point where I could tell the story without feeling shaken, without feeling triggered. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that, you know, it's, it doesn't change the story to a happy story, but it means that that past story isn't dictating my present moment because the truth is I have to go back there, you know, like it, there's still, that's still my doctor's office. And for years I would work with, um, I would volunteer with women with breast cancer. And most of the tapping we did wasn't even about the cancer. It was about experiences that, that they had in the doctor's offices. Mm. It was about being told of the diagnosis or it was about feeling ignored. Like they only had yes. five minutes and that's what they wanted to focus on. Not, you know, not the cancer. And that's powerful because those things we carry with us. And then every time we walk into that office, we feel scared. We feel that tension. We feel stressed. And so simply, if you don't know what to say or, or how to tap with someone by allowing them to tell the story, which sometimes people just want to tell their story anyway, they just want to be heard. But if your patient is in a place where they feel safe and they want to talk to you about their past experience, just having them tap on the points while they have the conversation with you is going to help lower that anxiety so they can tell the story and not feel like that story is enslaving them, is impacting them in the moment emotionally. So in the, his, uh, you know, the, the first office visit in functional medicine, as you know, is long. And for some people, it's a very emotional journey, just as you described in your volunteer work with breast cancer patients. Chances are they've been to many, many doctors and they haven't gotten good outcome and we're the, we're the end of the road. You know, and then yes. they've been suffering for a long time. And as that story unfolds, it can be powerfully emotional. In fact, sometimes it takes more than one session because they just need to go through it and they need to be heard. And I, and I totally respect that and will alter, you know, the structure of what I usually do to um, give them the space to go through it. And so if I hear you right, you're saying that if that patient was open and I had my, my little chart handy, I might suggest that we try tapping while she's saying the story or he's saying, the, telling the story. Is that what yes, you? Exactly. And if, if they're able to tap on the points and, and tell the story that's ideal. And sometimes when they're really in that moment and some people can uh, kind of pick up tapping quicker than others. And some people just have trouble with like 
the motor skills of last minute figuring out the points to tap, if that makes sense. Well, well, I think I think that's actually me as I was with you. <laughs> since we did it three times, I think I got a little bit more efficient. But then, but then you get it. <laughs> so what's great is is teaching it to them and then once they learn it and they do it a few times on their own, they can go into the story. If they are in the story and they're emotionally upset and you know that you can't say, pause, let, let me teach you this tapping thing. Um, if it doesn't feel appropriate, simply having them tap on the acupressure, the, um, the collarbone point, okay. simply saying, listen, this is a really calming acupressure point. As you tell the story, I just wanted to help you stimulate the point. It's going to help your body relax and you're going to be able to you know, to share your story in a way that feels better. Just tapping on any of these acupressure points is going to be helpful. And then if they're able to do the full tapping, that's ideal. I just wanted to put out to the audience, if anybody's using tapping in practice, if you can just comment and tell us what you're doing and how you're doing it. And if anybody decides to, you know, gutsily, courageously venture into this with some of their patients, I would, I'd really, I'd love to hear about it. I really wish, um, that you post and talk to us about your experience. I know some people are probably not going to be called to do it, but I can see the utility, you know, just in my years of practice and this kinds of stories that unfold in this, you know, in the, in the more intimate and attentive world of functional medicine. Yes, for sure. Um, Okay, so you know, I had a couple thoughts. So you just outlined a really beautiful tool that I appreciate. One of the things when you and I were dialoguing about doing this podcast months ago, um, I thought about you know, there's this quote unquote white coat hypertension. People come into the office, you take their blood pressure, it's really high. You know, they've had a stressful day, they've rushed in, or you know, and and then blood pressure can spike when you're with a physician. Now, I'm a pretty laid back doctor. I don't know if I engender a lot of white coat hypertension, but it can, you know, it, it, I, I definitely see hypertension. And um, the, I'm wondering, Jessica, if, if somebody came in with a spiked blood pressure, would it be appropriate to do some sort of tapping for a little while and then test again? Yes, I would love that. Um, I mean, pers- just I know that it would be incredibly helpful. And I think it's, it's so great because I know that it will help lower their blood pressure. And I think seeing it is different. Like this, the thing about feeling better is it's different than pain relief. It's like, it's a tricky thing. So, you know, when you have pain and you know, when you don't have pain. And that's why I think tapping spreads so much because people go, Oh, I don't have pain. But when someone says, Oh, I'm a bit less stressed, it's harder to measure and to like reflect yes. back and go, oh yeah, that made a big difference because we just experience it differently than a physical pain. So I also think the idea of showing them the, how their blood pressure has lowered, I think having that evidence would just be so encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously this wouldn't replace, you know, in somebody who's, who's got, you know, chronic hypertension, it wouldn't replace medical so, treatment, but it, for the, 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 stress response, reducing that and seeing numbers drop. I mean, I, I have in my practice taken, you know, baseline blood pressures. And then after we move through a session, I'll, I'll retake it. Maybe I'll give them a little Hawthorne or I'll give them something in office and then we'll retake it. And, you know, it, 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 it can drop. Sometimes it doesn't, but this just seemed like it might be a interesting in-office t- adjunct tool. Right. Especially if you know they're coming in really stressed. Like mm-hmm. if they're pretty relaxed, then I, I can't imagine seeing a big drop. Um, but yeah, if you sense that they're really coming in with a lot of stress and tension, then it's a great thing to do. And even if you don't see a big shift uh, in the blood pressure 
as long as they feel better, they're going to be happy. Right. Like, um, and that, and that does track with blood pressure. I mean, we see it. I want to ask you, how would I do this? So you know that I'm a new mom and, and probably some of the folks listening know that I've just adopted a beautiful baby yes. girl. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so that means my sleep is disrupted. And when I do an evening feeding, you know, a middle of the night feeding, she's been sleeping like a trooper, but I, she still needs a middle of the night feeding. I have a really hard time going back to sleep. So yeah. how could I use tapping for that? Okay, so when it comes to sleep, there's a few things that you want to experiment with. So a lot of times when when you know you're going to sleep, there's you already are telling yourself a story of like, I'm not going to be able to fall asleep. I, like, I can't believe this is happening again. If you have a history of struggling with sleep, we tend to tell a story and we feel stressed. I, I remember working with someone, this is actually one of the women who um, that I was volunteering with that had breast cancer and breast those who have cancer, um, insomnia is very common, but insomnia is only common after the diagnosis. So you know it's not the cancer, it's the diagnosis um, that's you know, keeping them up at night. And mm-hmm. so because she had this history of, of struggling, the moment the sun would start going down, she would feel anxious. Mm. Like the anxiety would start because she would think, here we go again. Like it's gonna be another horrible night's sleep. And so with her, what I did was I just focused on that story of here we go again, even though this always happens, I honor how I feel and I give myself permission to relax and just tapping on the story of the struggle. And, and so that was really helpful to do before, before nighttime. And then when it comes to in the moment, you have to, exper- you have to experiment with sleep in particular because uh, some people find it really helpful, but some people find tapping on the points to stimulate them too much. Mm-hmm. And so what they do instead, what I've heard um, people do is they start to stimulate the point just by simply putting pressure on the point. So just using your finger and putting uh, pressure on the eyebrow point instead of actually doing the tapping motion and okay. giving yourself and then, you know, telling the story of whatever tension is coming up of, of you know, why you can't sleep or that struggle. So in the moment, it's a bit more experimenting to see which works best for you. And then to also notice if earlier in the day, if you have any stories about your sleep or any stress around, like, I I hate nighttime because I know it's when I always suffer. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. And what we're going to do, it'll, it's probably going to come out next October. So it's a few months away, but we're working on an app right now because what we'd love to do is my brother and I is have tapping meditations for sleep and for just different challenges that people can just put on their phone and be led through it. You don't need to be guided through tapping. If you, you know, know how to do it, you can do it yourself. But I have found even personally that when you're struggling, you're not your most resourceful self. Yeah. So it's like sometimes we're like, oh, I feel sick. Why am I not doing all these things that I know are good for me? Well, it's because when you're feeling sick and stressed, it's like you don't think clearly, you're not resourceful, you're not creative. So having someone guide you can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Um, all right. So you've given, you've given us some good tools to try on ourselves, to work with our patients. And I want to talk about your first book, The Tapping Solution for Weight Loss and Body Confidence, um, looking at the relationship with food and self-worth. And you did, as I read in your bio, you've done lots and lots and lots and lots of work in this area. Now, nutrition is a big, big, 
big piece of functional medicine. We work with um, the nutrition component with all of our patients. Um, can you talk about that relationship a little bit? Food, stress, yeah. emotion? Absolutely. So this, my work with using tapping around this topic started because I was personally struggling. Um, I, I was on my first diet when I was 15 and I would diet and then I would binge eat and then I diet and I just had this, this yo-yo diet. And even when I was really healthy, even though when I would follow a really strict plan, it either would not last and I'd sabotage myself or I'd do it and I, I didn't feel like I was losing the weight that I was meant to lose. And I had so many emotions around this. And eventually it got to the point, um, I had known tapping for a while at this point, mm -hmm. but out of desperation, I was like, I, ha I have to try something different. And as I started researching, um, I realized a few things. When you are under a lot of stress, even stress around losing weight, stress around your body, uh, you know, stress creates an overproduction of cortisol, as we talked about before, which is directly related to belly fat. So here you are stressing about your food and about what to eat, but that very stress almost is working against you. It's creating this kind of cocktail to make it very difficult for you to lose weight, this hormonal cocktail. Mm -hmm. So that was my first aha. Uh -huh. But I began to really look at my own self-worth and my own beliefs about myself and how it impacted the way that I ate. And I realized that it's very easy to take care of something that you value. So you, we all know that one person who loves their car and it's always clean and they're always cleaning it. And you're like, it's not even dirty. And they're cleaning it because they love their car. Well, they love, they clean it. They take care of it because it's something that they really value. It's hard to take care of something that you don't value. Mm -hmm. And I did not value myself or my body. My body was my enemy. I looked at every time I would do anything, whether it was going to a nutritionist or even doing things that were good for me, it came from a place of, I hate my body. I feel like my body is betraying me. I feel like I was born unlucky in this body and I just want to fix it. And going into anything with that energy makes every step exhausting right. because you feel like even when you're doing something healthy, you feel like you're torturing yourself. It feels wrong because it's forcing you to focus on something that you hate, which is your body. And so I really began to look at, instead of focusing so much on food, which I was so good at. I mean, I did like the raw food and then I did paleo. Like I would just jump from one thing to another. Um, I gave myself a break and I said, I'm only going to look at the relationship with myself and how it feels like to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. and beliefs I have about myself. And I had, I mean, I lost 30 pounds and had, but, but you know what? The weight like didn't even matter because right. I felt, I felt good before I lost weight. And then I started to work with, with um, different women and I created this course and my book, The Tapping Solution for Weight Loss and Body Confidence, it really just goes through different emotional struggles we have. So even exercise, I can't tell you how many women I've worked with who remember being 14 years old in gym class and being laughed at and being humiliated. And so now every time the doctor tells them, you have to work out, you have to walk, they're just reminded of, they just feel like that 14-year-old girl mm -hmm. who was made fun of and who never was enough. Mm -hmm. And so my interest is 
yes, we need the tools and the resources, but let's kind of look at the resistance that we have and what comes up when we're invited to work out more, to eat more, because a lot of times there's a lot of emotions and beliefs there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a lovely. We do have, you know, there's a lot of weight loss resistance and I, there's no doubt in my mind that this is a piece of it and a big piece of it for some. Yeah. And I, let me mention one thing too, because I think it comes up a lot with people who are, need to eat better is when you don't feel like you have a lot of joy in your life, the only way that you feel like you can have pleasure and joy is through that chocolate or through that cake or through that chips. So now you have someone tell you, you can't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. And you feel empty, you feel depressed, you feel like you have no way to feel happy because so often food is the only way that we allow ourselves to feel pleasure because we have all these rules around our worthiness to feel good. And so my invitation is, is my, my objective is to share with, and I do talk with women specifically, but men too, that they can change the way they eat and still feel joy. Yes. I think that's what they have to realize is that a lifestyle change doesn't mean prison. Yes. I think that what, that's what comes up. That's the hesitation. Yes. I can see this would expand and I know we have to end. I know I'm yeah. just, I'm, I've really enjoyed picking your brain and actually doing the, doing the little example. <laughs> and I'm going to try, I'm going to try it at 3am. I'm going to actually send it. You should send the download to me now so I can, I'll take it home and I'll report back to you. I um, will. And yes, and mention that because we do have some great downloads and resources. Yes. Send me, send me whatever you want anchored on the, on the show notes and, and we'll make it available to everybody. But so we were obviously prescribing some pretty heavy duty um, therapeutic nutrition plans with people. And that can bring up a lot of this anxiety and a lot of these thoughts that you're talking about. So I could, um, I could see this um, being a tool for that journey as well. And these the intense therapeutic plans are, are temporary. Um, they're early on in the treatment, but they can be significantly anxiety provoking for some. Yes, for sure. Well, my dear, it was really lovely to reconnect with you and, um, and, do, and, and do this podcast, which we were, we've been talking about for months and months. So I'm thrilled to have you back and I can't wait to see you again in person. And congratulations on the book and all of your really good, powerful work. Thank you, neighbor. I so appreciate <laughs> being here. This is great. And that wraps up another amazing conversation with a great mind in functional medicine. I am so glad that you could join me. None of this would be possible through the years without our generous, wonderful sponsors, including Integrative Therapeutics, Metagenics, and Biotics. These are companies that I trust and I use with my patients every single day. Visit them at integrativepro.com, bioticsresearch.com, and metagenics.com. Please tell them that I sent you and thank them for making new frontiers in functional medicine possible. And one more thing, leave a review and a thumbs up on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you're hearing my voice. Um, These kind of comments will promote new frontiers in functional medicine, getting the word on functional medicine out there to the greater community. And for that, I thank you. Until next time.